let's talk about the story that uh, caught our attention this week. And I think all of uh, Canada and the U.S. Uh, were paying attention to this story. Of course, we're talking about the spy balloon from China. The balloon, which the Pentagon claims was spying on sensitive military sh- uh, sites, was shot down over U.S. territorial waters uh, on Saturday. Now, the debris, we are told, has been spread over a wide area off the South Carolina coast. Now, China insists it's it was a weather ship blown astray uh, and they uh, certainly express as they say strong dissatisfaction over its downing now u.s navy divers are working to recover as much debris uh, from the balloon as possible former state department official steve ganyard uh, was asked about the recovery efforts take a listen it was likely an electro-optical package where they were taking high-fidelity photographs. There could have been a signals intelligence package where they were doing communication uh, intercepts. But once they get all the piece parts, they'll be able to do some forensic analysis, put it back together and see just what the Chinese were doing and what they were capable of, of uh, intercepting in the U.S. Now, usually when you talk about China, U.S. or China-Canada relations, uh, it's a sort of a public policy conversation that the average person sort of may even roll their eyes at and go, you know, what's this got to do with us? Uh, but the China balloon issue uh, caught the, everybody's attention to the point where even Saturday Night Live uh, actually built their whole, uh, built a skit around uh, the situation this weekend. Take a listen. I know there were questions about why we didn't shoot it down immediately, but we wanted to wait till it was over the coast so that it wouldn't fall on people or go (laughs) and land on my car. I entertain you people for four days and then get shot by Biden? Can't believe I'm Joe's Osama. People were worried they were being spied on. By me, a balloon? Everyone's being surveilled constantly, but it's always shoot the balloon and never unplug Alexa. That's right, Unbug uh, Alexa. Well, there's lots to talk about on this uh, issue. Uh, joining me now is Miro Chinetic. He's a former Beijing correspondent for the Globe and Mail. He's a CEO of Brand Centric and co-founder of City Age. I think he's the right guy to talk to us about this issue for, with some perspective. Miro, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Jazz. How are you? I'm doing very well. First of all, let's talk about this balloon for a moment, this spy balloon. What do you think the repercussions, if any, will there be in regards to uh, the, the, this balloon being shot down by, by the U.S.? Oh, uh, I, think very, I think very few. I think, uh, you know, I think um, both sides know this, these, things ha- these things are happening, and uh, I don't think there'll be any, actually, because I don't think it was really a very sophisticated operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, how important is this in the broader context of China-Canada relations, China-U.S. relations? Well, this is a really uh, a really interesting um, event. One is, um, you know, balloons have been been being used um, in, in warfare for almost a century now. So mm-hmm. this is nothing new. Um, they're they're slow moving. Used to used to put people on them. Now they put surveillance equipment on them. And, you know, it's very sophisticated, not unlike what you would see in a, a spy satellite, just a lot cheaper, probably, and slower moving. So mm-hmm. you can stay over a place longer and you can move the balloons in different directions, depending on how you, how you do that. The U.S. military does the same thing. Um, what is interesting about it from the Canadian perspective is, according to the Canadian government and Canadian defense um, um, spokespeople, they knew this was coming in through Canada and we didn't do anything, of course. We, we just we let it get into the United States uh um, you know, territory, and uh, and that's where it all happened. But Canada, you know, decided not to do anything about that, which is interesting. But Canada is also part of NORAD, 
And so they would not have made that decision without talking to their U.S. Um, you know, uh, associates and um, you know, partners in in in, in North American defense, which is mm-hmm. what NORAD does. It, it's fair to say, and based on your comments, uh, we could say that this happens happens more than we think. This is one of those rare moments where it's happening before the world and on 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 the news. I mean, this is uh, one could argue a reminder that countries spy. Well, country spy, what's really interesting is they don't even know sometimes who's spying on whom. Uh, there's a report just came out a few hours ago from the Washington Post that the commander of NORAD, in charge of NORAD, said that they couldn't really detect these things. So in some ways, this may have just been luck that they found it. There's been others in the past um, during different administrations where they've, they've picked up these balloons. Um, so this is not new. This is this has been been going on for quite a while. Weather balloons are... Or, or happen all the time. Uh, and what's on a weather balloon, you know, who knows? Sometimes it's just the usual kind of equipment. Sometimes there may be extra things, none, none like satellites. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes, I always think back to my reporting career uh, when I was based in India, and I would occasionally uh, go visit uh, the former head of India's foreign spy agency. He was retired. His name was Vikram Sooth. And one of the things he said to me uh, during those conversations, Jazz, every country spies in some capacity. And I, I look back at that time in India, and I recall moving to China, and I was always amazed at how many defense or security uh, officials from the West were based in Beijing, predominantly American, and a lot of them could have been and probably were CIA. So it's not like the Americans don't do the same thing, and other countries don't do the same thing. It's just done differently. Yeah, so the most important thing to remember there is um, Americans and Chinese don't spy. They just usually... They're just normal people. Same with Indians, same with Brits, right? Where they're just people who are doing their <laughs> daily life. But governments spy on each other. The Canadian government has its own surveillance operations. Uh, they're just they're of a different nature and a different expense, I would say. But all countries are spying. What the question you have to ask is what's the, what, what's the intent of your spying? Is the intent of your spying to uh, be aggressive and mount a military operation? Is it defense oriented? Is it to steal? IP from other countries. That's how you have to look at spying. There are different kinds of spying. The Chinese, um, I would just add, Jazz, the Chinese in this case, the Chinese, I would call that balloon really a soft spying operation. There's not much they're really probably going to get, but they're getting, they're, but they're getting surveillance that they, they want to watch. They're watching activities. They may be watching air routes. They may be even looking at situations on the ground in terms of, you know, how, uh, how things are going with droughts, etc. But the Chinese in general, what they're doing with their spying is they're not mounting a military operation. This is not a country that's trying to invade America. This is a country that's trying to understand what the United States and North America is doing, the Atlantic Alliance in general. But what they're, But I think what's more interesting about this is what it says about the Chinese state that they would do something like that. You can't imagine the Americans, though perhaps they're doing it, but I don't think so. I don't think the winds are in their favor. The winds all blow in our direction, so they look for balloons. But I don't think you're going to see Americans flying balloons over China. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, doing, they're doing that you know, at a satellite level and in other levels. But the Chinese are basically uh, a country that is invested heavily in spying on its Western customers, you know, the, the people it needs to deal with in the world of trade and geopolitically in terms of military alliances. Yeah. So that, that is what they're doing. 
I, I look, when I look at the news of the last couple of weeks, uh, you had the Biden administration talking about providing a stop to providing U.S. companies with licenses to to export to Huawei uh, as they want to move towards imposing a total ban on the sale of American technology, American technology to that Chinese telecom. Of course, we all know Huawei's record here uh, and the fact that uh, the federal government basically said we don't want them involved in our 5G technology. On top of that, uh, we had news last week from the Globe and Mail reporting that you know we, our universities are still doing uh, uh, research with Chinese military scientists. They cited 50 Canadian universities, including, I think, the University of Waterloo was uh, the the most prevalent, but you had the University of Toronto, UBC, SFU, uh, significant amount, uh, well-known educational institutions, McGill University as well, University of Victoria is included as well. I mean, what does that say? I mean, at the end of the day, the 21st century is all about technology and intellectual property, as you said. Should we not be looking at that in a much more um, strategic way and saying, no, we cannot be doing, you know, these research projects in our major universities where we have talent and working with the Chinese? Yes, we should be. And the Americans have been doing that for the last 25 or 30 years, cutting cutting those sort of projects off and watching them more closely. Canada has been slow on that. That's why we were slow on Huawei. We were the last to, to reject the technology, which would allow Huawei, which has military connections, to get into our telecommunication system and, mm-hmm. and, and, and perhaps compromise the Five Eyes surveillance systems that the Atlantic Alliance uses to you know keep keep their eye on the world. But China's major, I mean, and, and some of that research is definitely used for weapons research and has military applications. But China, in general, I think the record shows, is trying to connect, uh, tr- trying to collect, sorry, technological data to get ahead. They're trying to get um, advances in biotech, in um, telecommunications, uh, nanotechnology, robotics, that they might be able to find by sending researchers and demanding those researchers report back home on some of these really high-level research projects. What's happening now is, of course, Canada's woken up and the United States woke up, I think, quite a long time ago, and there's going to be a lot more I think silos around that. It's not going to be as easy to do as it once was. And the fact that China, which it's prided itself for generations now of having very friendly relations with, with China, which are not so friendly anymore, is now finding a public discourse about that, about really limiting, making sure that the Chinese research we, ha- we that are coming over here are working for the, have the right motives. Miro, thank you for your time today, my friend. Really enjoyed our conversation. Look forward to chatting with you in the future on this issue. Pleasure. All thank right. you.